0: You have made it to Season 4 of the Not Neurotypical Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Stan, and Season 4 is all about connection. Connection to self, connection to our community, and continued growth, and I truly believe it's only up from here. But even still, it's good to be prepared, so buckle your safety belts, hold on tight. It may still be a bumpy ride but it feels really good to know where we're headed. Welcome. It is Tuesday, January 19th, and I have not recorded a podcast in a while because I have been doing a lot of stuff. As you probably heard, I started an online membership, and it's the first neurodiversity focused online healing membership that is all focused on connection. And we are about halfway into the first month, and let me tell you, it's going amazing we are busting myths and stereotypes. Almost everyone there is either self-diagnosed or diagnosed as autistic and every single person is showing up, focused on connection and craving connection to their community. Something that so many people think that we don't want or need or I don't know, but we do. And I'm so proud of all of our founding members who have been showing up week after week and sharing and connecting and deep diving with me. It is honestly so fun to start making these connections with other people in our community. And we are just, oh, I could not be more proud. So if you are a founding member, you rock. Um, enrollment will be opening up opening up again soon so stay tuned for that but for now let's just keep talking about connection and how important it is I did a podcast oh probably in October or November um, of 2020 and it was all about how important connection is and it was when I was thinking about, what I wanted to do to really foster our community. And I really believe, as I said in that podcast, that the big missing piece that seems to be left out that, is, that I think is so important to us in our community is connection. Like the support given to late diagnosed or late realized adults seems to be just basically therapy and trauma therapy. Um that's about it and those things are great and helpful if you find the right therapist and get in the right program but it's just not enough uh there are very few in person especially now with covid groups that you can go to and out of those groups um the people kind of in the middle seem to be missed the people who, were half making it and kind of struggling and getting that late diagnosis. And, you know, it it seems like the people who were diagnosed as children and had or had high support needs at some point, they kind of have some spaces and that's really who's focused on. And don't get me wrong, that needs to be focused on. The issue is the people like me, the people in the middle, the people who always struggled, but kind of got left behind. And now our adults and just like, okay, well, where's all this support that I need? <laughs> where Where is it? So my focus is, okay, well, let's create the support that we need together. Like, let's do this. Let's get accountability from each other. And as you probably know, I had a history of ADHD coaching, which has been a huge help with this process and fostering connection within the community through the online membership, but it's still just a lot different than it was with everything I know. And I really just wanted to create a program that was based on giving people support that they need when they want it. So there's not a lot of demands. You can show up when you want to. And I have to say like 80% of the current members are showing up anytime they can. And that's really special. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. And I'm excited to keep going because this is helping me just as much as anyone else. But there's just a lot going on in my life right now. Me and my husband are buying our first home, which I've started to realize I am really excited about it, but I'm going to my old mindset. I am headed back to that place where I start preparing for everything to go wrong instead of the mindset that I deserve good things in my life and I've worked really hard for it. And sure, I'm not perfect and there's still 100% definitely room for me to grow. But I'm starting to realize that I don't, my default mindset is that everything's going to go wrong. And I think that's really unhealthy. Um, I absolutely believe that has been due to past trauma and just going through a lot of things as a kid and never getting the support that I've needed. And, um, I mean, I do now don't, don't get me wrong. I, I have a good support system in place now, but I'm saying like, you know, I'm going back to default mindsets, mindsets that have hurt me. Mindsets that were probably needed at one point to cope, but now they're just bad habits. And it's almost like I feel I don't deserve good things, or the default in my head is, okay, you know, it's going to be really great if this happens, this is really good, but, you know, I don't know. It's like I expect everything to go wrong. So I've really, really been focusing on being open to good things and not only being prepared for bad things to happen, you know, and sure, like curveballs happen. There's always going to be things that pop up. But at the end of the day, I really should start believing that I deserve good things to happen in my life. And it kind of makes me sad that I don't. I know that's not my fault that I go there. You know, it has a lot to do with a really tough childhood. And, uh, you know, I was homeless as a kid at times, multiple times. Um, so I think buying my first home in my mid to late 30s, of like this is something I really deserve that I've worked hard for and that I deserve to give my kids and you know, it's like safety and security. It's something that I've never really had much. And instead of letting my past trauma take it over, I really need to separate it. I need to separate the trauma and open myself up to good things. Just because my parents lost multiple houses when I was a kid and we were moving a lot and we were experiencing off and on homelessness and things like that, doesn't mean that I don't deserve good things. It's about separating the hurt and the pain of things from the past and still opening myself up. And that's really hard to do. But I think when you foster that connection to yourself and and allow yourself, okay, you know, what I'm really focusing on is it's okay to be fearful of bad things kind of popping up, but I can't let that take over. Like it's okay to be prepared. It's not okay to only be prepared for the negative and not accept all of the positive things coming your way either. So that's been my major focus lately. And a big part of that too, is personal boundaries. Um, it's something I've been working on since the summer. As you know, I had deleted my large Instagram because I just really wasn't managing boundaries very well. And I felt myself sinking into burnout and it got deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm still setting really firm boundaries, but they're, they're shifting a little bit, but it it comes down to boundaries and, and boundaries internally, not just external boundaries. Like I'm setting boundaries right now that I need to have a more positive mindset right now. And that buying a home is scary. Like everyone says that that's not just like me, (laughs) like it's a scary process. There's you know, I, I mean, I think we're making really good choices. We're, we're buying a home that we can afford. You know, we're not like being reckless or anything like that. Um, but it's scary when you have some savings and you know, you're spending a lot of it on a new house. And then you're like, oh, you know, there's a lot of boundaries set that you have to set financial, um, personal mindset boundaries. And what I mean by that is I'm, you know, focusing on separating past trauma from the good things that are coming into my life right now that I deserve. And, and that boundary is like believing that I deserve it and separating the bad things that have happened in the past. And it's really hard to believe that you deserve things that you weren't given as a kid. That's really hard. It's hard to face those things at all and to be cognizant of it, honestly. Um, And one of my biggest childhood traumas was when my first home that I was born into, it was my parents' home. They actually built the house. And um, my dad, who I believe was autistic um, plus (laughs) – Quite a few other things probably popping around in there. Um, he was the classic. Uh, I mean, I relate to him a lot in a lot of ways, and in some ways, it's hard for me to relate to him because, uh, was not a good past with him, but he was the classic autistic. I can't have a boss, uh, I'm gonna do my own thing. Um, you know, a million different ventures that he kind of went in on and then never really finished, like definitely like autism slash ADHD combo that I am. And the difference between him and me though, is that I'm very growth minded and really focus on improving myself and he really had a hard time facing his, he was very ableist. He, was, he had a really hard time facing his own reality instead of the reality that he wanted. And, you know, we, we lost our first home. the The trauma there for me was that I found out from other people. And I was only in like third grade or second grade, like I was young, eight or nine around there, and I found out from other people. Like I knew, even you know, we we talk about our pattern recognition rec- recognition, and that's always there. Like I remember as a kid, like just knowing things weren't right. And asking people, but adults so often just kind of like, oh, everything's fine. Just forget it. But I knew, I knew things weren't okay. And I found out from some, a girl at school in second grade, and my parents must have just been shocked that I could have found out. But my best friend in school was like, my dad told me the bank bought your house. Are you guys okay? And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, are you kidding? And I was so hurt because I had been asking my parents, like, what's going on? Is everything okay? And they're like, oh, yeah, everything's great. And then they did this. And don't ever do this to your kids. They were, like, spinning everything as a positive when I knew deep down there was just really negative things going on, but they wouldn't tell me. And they were going... Would you like to move to the beach? Like, how cool would that be? When in reality, we weren't just making a family decision to move to a fun place. They were losing – they lost their house. They couldn't afford it. It was going into foreclosure. And they were stressed out like all the time, as you would be if you were losing a house. And I picked up on that and they didn't tell me. And instead, they were doing this fake like, we're moving to the beach. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then when I found out the truth, I was so hurt. And I'm still that way when I find out these things, when I know things are wrong and people are keeping it from me. And then I find out the negative thing, I'm just like, oh, why didn't you tell me? You know, like that feeling, like I know stuff is going on here. Um, and, you know, it comes back to that where now I'm purchasing my first home and i have this underlying feeling like things aren't okay like like what if all of this bad stuff happens what if it's too much for us or something what if we can't manage it month to month or whatever even though i know we can like we know we can we're not doing anything reckless so it's about separating past trauma and being open to abundance like good things coming in your life things that i've been working for for years Are here now, and I'm scared to death of it. (laughs) Uh, Just fun things that you deal with as uh, someone who experienced hard times in childhood, and then also just being neurodivergent and, and living in a world that's not designed for us. And it's like we're waiting for bad things to happen all the time. And that mindset is so harmful because we're missing we are missing the good things when we have that mindset we're missing good experiences and we're almost like robbing ourselves of that and all it takes is being mindful of it sounds kind of easy when you say it it's not easy but that's really what it comes down to and and me just like separating the two which is what I've been working on in therapy with my therapist of like because I'm going through the same thing with my son who is having we're having IEP battles in his school and school has a lot of past trauma for me and seeing my son struggle in any way brings up all of that trauma and then having to uh, like talk to his teachers and tell them like you can't Talk to my son like that, he's going to internalize all of that. And, and like all of that, I know and I feel that deeply. And it's like, once again, separating trauma, past trauma from other experiences going on now. And, and it's helped a lot. Like, I've been working on it with my therapist a lot. And it really just takes being mindful. And like, when you start going that direction in your head, just pausing and being like, okay, it's okay to be prepared for bad things, but only if you're also accepting the good or working towards positive outcomes and things like that instead of just only focused on the negative and only coping for the negative, but not planning for the positive. Um, and it's really hard to do, but I, I think it's one of those things that's a skill building thing. It takes time. It takes practice. It's something that you have to work on, but just being mindful of it is how you kind of stay on top of it. And it's been going good. Am I still scared about buying a home? Yes, absolutely. Um, But- I now believe I deserve it. I'm going to open myself up to these good things happening and not make decisions out of fear, but make decisions out of what I believe I deserve and what my family deserves and my kids, you know, it's one of those things. Um, and I hope all of you can open yourself up to the good things in life and work on separating past trauma, whether it's social, physical, you know, different things that have been going on in the past and tell yourself, I'm going to be prepared for these negative things, but I'm not going to block out the positives that are coming my way. I'm not going to forget that I deserve good things and that I am ready for good things and that all of this work I've been doing isn't just to stop the positive, the the negative. Um, All of this work is to also open ourselves up to the good things and actually grow, which is the scary part for me. Um, I have so much past trauma in my life that it's almost easier to only focus on that because I am so used to it. And that's a really, really negative habit. That That's why I'm talking about mindset here. Like growth and positive mindset is not ba- a bad thing. And honestly, like the new agey spiritualist movements and like that has really taken really good positive mindsets and taken them way too far and made them toxic and it's almost like scary to like when you hear like open yourself up to abundance you just think of these like new agey quacks that like go way too far and really like prey on positivity um But that's really like what you have to do when you're someone who has a lot of past trauma and you're living in a world that's not designed for you. You have to be cognizant of being prepared for the negative things and making sure that you're safe. But also, we don't often hear about the other side of that, which is you can't be only focused on the negative things and then miss out on the things that you deserve the good things like there's it's not so black and white like you have to be open to both and it's scary it's hard my default is negative and I don't want that I don't want that for myself and I don't want to show my kids that either I don't want them to see all of that and that's how I was raised I was raised by negative default Um, every, you know, my parents' conversations was how everyone sucks. Everyone's a bad friend. Family are all (laughs) bad. Um, you know, all of these bad things are happening. You know, that, that was their default. And I am sad to say that I adopted that mindset into adulthood and I'm breaking that. I'm breaking those chains. It can be done. It's not easy. Another major factor that's helping me is my husband, Well it does not have that default mindset. He's very default positive. Um, sometimes he goes the other direction where it's like we can't even he doesn't want to focus on the negative at all, um which is probably better, but at the same time, like it's not as balanced like in the other direction. So the good thing is that we kind of balance each other out, and it's really about finding those support people who can help you balance yourself out who like, if you're super negative, it's good to find a positive person that, that you can kind of rely on and to give you accountability on your mindset and things like that. And, and my husband really does help me with that. So it's good. It's good. I'm, I'm happy with the openness and positivity that I've been focusing on Something 10 years ago that I would have made fun of myself for, probably uh, in all honesty. But I'm happy. You know, all of this work that I've been doing for years, and that those years where it felt like I was never going to grow, I'm now growing and I'm getting there. And then I find that the hardest part is opening myself up to the growth that I found. <sighs> our brains are really interesting, aren't they? How they work and our minds, brain-mind combo. It's, it's quite interesting. But I love de- discussing these things with you guys. And I believe the biggest part of connection and fostering that is connection to yourself. That's the biggest part is really like figuring out all of this stuff. And therapy has really helped me with that. Cognitive behavioral therapy specifically has really helped me begin to focus on where my thoughts go and the things I can control versus what I can't control. And it's so important for growth. And it's so important for working on past trauma because you just have to be able to separate past trauma from your current situation. You have to not just learn to work on and grow, you know, from where you are to where you want to be. But then when you get to where you want to be, there's a whole nother step that nobody talks about. And that's opening yourself up to the goodness and believing that you deserve it. And that's been the hardest part for me. It's really easy for me to be like, I'm going to work on this because I love growth. Like, that's just special interest. I've always been like, I want to be better and I want to get better. I've never seen failure as absolute and failure, failure, failure. Nope. I've always seen it as new ways to learn, new ways to grow. Okay, that didn't work. Let me try this. So, there's been very positive aspects of my growth already. But what's been negative is how I view myself. And that's huge. And it's hard. It's hard to change your view of yourself. It takes a little bit of faith in yourself that you have to just start talking to yourself different. And I've really focused on that, especially since going into that program that I told you about when after I hit the worst burnout of my life and going into that program and and learning some really good foundational skills. And that was really helpful, really, really helpful of like talking to myself in a different way, like parenting myself, like self-coaching, like believing in myself that I can do things and opening myself up to the goodness and, and the things I deserve and not telling myself you don't deserve this, or that everything is going to go wrong. Because that's not true. Like, not sure, things go wrong sometimes, but that's a fear response. That's not a growth mindset. That's not positive or open to good things. That is closed off. It's too firm of a boundary, so firm that you are stunting your own growth. And that's where I was. And after getting some skills, I'm not there anymore. And it's really powerful and it's neat, but it's a daily thing that I'm working on. And at any time, my mind could kind of slip to that negative thinking again, where it's like, oh, everything's going to go wrong. You know, the anxiety creeps back in, but the way around that is just being mindful of it and telling myself, okay, like I literally talk to myself and like, okay, that's not true like I'm having a really negative thought, but that's not reality. And so often our thoughts are not reality at all. It's okay to like talk to yourself and be like, okay, just cause I'm buying a house and sure it could fall through because we're in contract right now. The closing hasn't happened. It's okay to be like, okay, this could fall through. Of course, like a lot of things could happen, but only focusing on that and being prepared for the negative is not helpful. What's helpful is saying, you know what? I can be a little nervous that something's bad might happen and sure, that might happen, but it's a small percentage compared to also being ready for the positive things to happen. And it's exciting. But I was focusing more on everything going wrong rather than being excited for this new phase in my life. So I really hope if you could take away anything from everything I've said today, it's that you deserve the goodness that you're working for. You deserve goodness in your life. You deserve to be happy and healthy. And all of the things that you've been working for, you absolutely deserve them. And sure. Bad things can happen and pop up out of nowhere, but you also deserve to handle those in a way that is not going to be harmful and to bounce back and to keep going and keep growing because you're you. Bad things happen but we deserve all of the good things. And sometimes we have to mindfully open ourselves up to those things. If you've had a hard life like I have, and sure, it could be worse. People have worse lives than I have, but unfortunately I have a lot of different types of trauma. And I have to almost daily remind myself that I'm separating the bad from the good, and I have to be equal equally ready for the good things to happen, maybe more so than equal, more ready for the good things and open myself up to the good things, and not only be prepared for the bad things. And this mindset has been really changing my life in 2021 because it's still not easy. We're still in a pandemic. There is still coronavirus. My... Kids are still, you know, doing virtual school at home, at least my oldest kid. My younger girls are in preschool, but in a hybrid model. You know, my business when I was a professional organizer has gone away. It's very hard to go in people's homes right now with coronavirus and and all of this other stuff. But it's still all about mindset and taking the good but realizing that I deserve the good and you deserve the good things that happen to you. There's nothing wrong with being prepared for bad curveballs to come our way. But we also deserve every good thing that happens to us. So I hope you take that with you. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I will see you next time.